Welcome back, everybody, to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 83. And on today's show, we got a guest. We got Dusty's tissue guy, Dom Pelosi. He's going to drop by for a chat. And then, of course, we have Instagram questions with Dusty and I on It's Just Bodybuilding. What's going on, my friend? Living the dream. Just uh, off day of training, as you know, which gets me a little sad. But uh, on the road, playing in different gyms, having fun, you know? Yeah. I First of all, uh, different shirt, I assume. That you know, different there's... shirt means someone else gets some love. And this so is, let's uh, see. Let's see. I didn't quite see. You want to get Transcend Company. Okay. So yes. tell people what that is. Uh, so Transcend Company is a clinic. So TRT. All okay. the all the good stuff is on there, and also we have some. What do you call them? All, all the PRP or the random magic joint shit. All that you guys oh, yeah, love. PRP and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but these guys, they do your test, all that good stuff. Women, men, sexual things, all, all the all the above. They don't do the sexual. What things. sort they of sexual things? They will they enhance your sexual what, what things. What packages are there available? There are packages. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Women need creams and men need pills. We've got them all. Uh, but the primary use for all of my guys is I have a lot of guys that uh, come in. And, of course, you know, uh, they're complaining of injuries, lack of libido, lack of energy, lack of anything. Like, and what do you what's mean, the of course, I know. Like, I have lack of libido? What do you, what because, do you every, like? because you know the people who come your way and say, oh, Ron, okay, okay. how okay. do I be? I you're getting so, personal. I thought you were getting personal. How do I have vitality like you, Ron? Right. And you're like, what? But see, in the old days, you'd be like, well, come back and meet me behind this parking lot, and I'm going to give you some shit made in the bathtub. It's illegal. Right. And Instead, yeah, now it's real simple. They go to transcendcompany.com. Okay. There's literally a button, doctor review. They come take your blood, tell you what you need. And wouldn't you know, I save you 20 bucks if you say Dusty 20 when you check out. There you um, go. But the nice thing is, truthfully, th that I like, uh, bluntly, is unlike a lot of TRT clinics, they're not clipping people. So... You know, an average person, let's hypothetically say that there were illegal drugs on the street. It might cost you, say, 50 to $65 to get a bottle of test. Now you can legally get it for 75 and fly with it and travel with it and start right. a script. And right. by the way, they're going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? We're keeping you safe. Yeah. So awesome company. All, all side. They got great products. So we, we met over a month ago. And just kind of, I wanted to see the companies actually right. use the products, make sure that I was happy with the legitimacy of it. And we actually signed everything up last week, uh, our agreement, because um, I'm going to start using all of my supplements will be from them now. Um, so none, none of your none of your stuff has like uh, the, a wizard on the label or anything like that anymore. Yeah, it's, it's legit crazy. Shit. Like what you're, you're, so you're actually getting, so I can pick this up at like a Walgreens. That's different. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> You know, so it's definitely good, though, because all kidding aside, it's it's the one part of bodybuilding that I've always thought is funny is you've got a bunch of athletes that in some ways are borderline criminals, technically. Yeah. And uh, we can avoid all that. And the big thing is right now I hammer my clients for blood work. And what sucks is the very first question they ask me is, OK, what do I get on the blood work? Yeah. Now I can literally send them in. They go to transcendcompany.com, type in the information and, and it'll tell them. Like they literally get the blood work done. There's a discount on the blood work too. Yeah. Get that out, and then you're on the phone with the doctor telling you, okay, instead of just 
I'm sure you have a client to just send you the blood work and they're like, I don't know what this says. Right, right. They do all that for us. Yeah. Here's where it's off. Here's what you need to get fixed. Here's natural supplements you can use. Here's things we offer we can use. And now you're healthy. So I'll be doing a lot of Q and A's on the individual products. Um, I'm actually going back to school now, technically, with them, because uh, as you know, a lot of the joint repair stuff that you've used and those things that I never really tried. Uh, the issue I had with not getting into those was half of them were fake. Right, sourcing and quality yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so big, yeah it's a big problem. The guys who use the good stuff would be like, oh, it's so great. Then you talk to someone else, like, did nothing. You know, um, right. so this way it's all legit and they run through them. Um, those things, what's nice, some of them you don't even need the script for, some of them you do. So, so, so they're doing all the peptides as well, you mean? Yeah. Every peptide you can think of, we have. Yeah, 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 that's cool. So, okay. Uh, but like I said, I actually have to get more educated on them because I've always ignored them for that same reason. I'm like, yeah, hey. like the BPC 500 and the T or the BPC 157 and the TB 500. Yeah, like the only one I know yeah. are those two because I, they've helped people I've put them on, but outside yeah. of that, and the, and the problem was the only place I knew to get them disappeared because they right. weren't there. Right. So thankfully that exists. So I'm stoked to get that rolling for people. And then when I'm posting stuff, the nice deal is, um, you don't have, other than this, there's not gonna be like a discount code or anything. You just follow the link and it'll take care of it. So right. good, good for everybody. So it's more, I'm trying to clean it up a bit. We've got too many guys have come to me recently with, infections or underdose shit or whatever yeah. or hey i'm going out of town for a week what do i do and i'm like you're off <laughs> I, I had a client who was like eight weeks into a cycle and then he finally told me he's like i feel like sh i feel like garbage on this cycle man my and his weight wasn't moving up and he just it didn't seem to feel good and i was like maybe your gear's all shit right like like maybe all these problems are just like gear related you know and then he switched his brand to gear and feels way better right and i'm not even sure it was dosing it was a quality well yeah because it could be a too high ba in like, there you know what i mean like it just a felt lot of times like that's garbage. What it is. the cheap so, shit they're, they're trying to avoid infection so they'll load you with you know yeah BA and stuff like that and it's like that'll make sure of that but now you've got redness and swelling on the site you're getting the flu symptoms yeah, this just takes all that away. Plus, my my big thing, honestly, is you know what you're getting. Because I always hate that. I, I feel like some of the, the issues with some of the dosing we see is because guys think they're taking 200 milligrams per milliliter, and they're not. It's less. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so some of the crazy some of the crazy doses we think we're seeing too aren't at, they're not actually taking that much shit, right? Like, yeah, they think they're, they're taking on, that much per yeah. the label. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, that, so, and that might be why everyone calls me a liar because I'm using. Uh, legitimate test for so long that when well you're that's what in the office in trt 200 milligrams is a lot you're like I'm that's what it. that's what dorian said do you remember when that muscular development article came out where dorian gave his actual contest cycles uh-huh and people didn't believe him everyone just instantly called him a liar and he's like wait a minute guys this is actually what i was taking but remember i was getting all european amps like everything was 100 percent legitimate 80s quality 90s quality yeah, well, right. I didn't touch the stuff that was that good. That's probably yeah, good. yeah, like, so, you know, he had, I remember his cycle was 400 test and, like, I don't know, it was, like, 300 primo and then, like, some tabs on top of that with a bit of Winstrol or something. Like, that's Olympia, him winning the Olympia. Right. And, and, yeah. and people are like, bullshit, bullshit. And he's like, this was all, like, 
unbelievably good stuff, guys. Like you're missing my point here. These are the real dose. People realize too, like when you think of when I first started and the first time I ever got to use D ball, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I was in a decade because it's garbage. Every time I get some, I'm like, well, that's a tic tac. That's cool. Oh, well, I, I remember real D-ball, so I know good D-ball when I take it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, within days, you're like, oh, shit. Something's going yeah. on. Yeah. So why, remember, I, I, I got to tell everybody, I got uh, two things. I got to say, like, share, subscribe, hit the ring bell. The yeah, ring the bell. Leave a comment. And secondly, you've got a little white string on your arm on that black shirt. It's driving me crazy. I can't stop staring at it, dude. I know that you would feel the same, yeah. See? No, don't move it. You want me to get rid of oh, it? Oh, man. We should play the thing where every time I'm on the show, I just... <laughs> Next week, it's a red string. I'm just you staring at it. I'm that's like, good. I feel good about that because that's some shit that would drive me crazy. Like, hey, and I need then, to stop talking until you fix that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, then I, and then I'm thinking, I wonder if we'd get anyone in the comments who'd say that white string is just staring at me. They were going you know? to, but they've already left the show because you yeah, didn't yeah. say it or... By so the way, everyone, that's a friend thing that you just did. You ever see that? Like, I see somebody with like something hanging on their nose or on their teeth. I'm like, hey, bro, you got fucking booger hanging on your nose or something. Yeah. If you don't do that, you're not a friend. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not embarrassing help. you one on one. I'm making sure that 10,000 people don't see you with that shit on your face. Try to help each other out. Be better people. So, are we bringing Dom on or what's going on? I think it's time. I think we bring Dom on and, and hear where he came from and why he left. So, so with little uh, old me for Flex Lewis. So, Dusty. <laughs> Dusty's bringing on a friend of his, and I'll let him lead this interview. I do not know Dom, but I'm assuming if he's uh, associated with Dusty, there is some very entertaining qualities about him. Yeah, you know, I think he's okay. Not too bad. We've had some fun. Yeah, bring him in. Guys. Dom, what up? How are you? We're fantastic. Well, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Now that you're on the show, instead of just watching, he actually listens to our show. Oh, amazing. Hello. Good to meet you, Dom. Ron Parlo hey, here. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, what's funny about that is a lot of these big name bodybuilding clients, open bodybuilders, I'll go to their houses, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And they actually have you guys on YouTube while we're working. And it's funny. And it's not like they knew they already had it on. Right. You know, so I think a lot more people are watching than you guys think. Oh, that's that's crazy. I, I, me and Dusty still can't believe anyone listens. Yeah, my mom tried to watch one episode and she bailed immediately. She's like, "This is terrible." Yeah, our close friends, our close friends tell us it's garbage. I <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, it's an honor to be here because it does have influence um, in our industry, and you guys provide a lot of uh, information. Um, in general, it's known to be like unfiltered and 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 by experience, right? Both of you are kind of known for being just beast and, and out of experience i think you can almost help other people tap into that you know well that's awesome to know and i gotta say i love the shirt i love the dragon's lair shirt that's it dragon's lair vegas grand opening yeah. on the 28th everybody yeah are you gonna like go up and hang out there or what's going on yeah three demos all day for for my side um you know that, that i've been fortunate enough to be uh, uh an independent contractor in there servicing the members and my clientele there for me, it was great because, um, you know, obviously going home to home is it's, it's a lot easier being at one location. And like with Arsenal equipment, I mean, everything is Arsenal and Strive. It, it really makes a big difference in the product I can deliver um, with what I do. 
Cool. So cool. we got to get a rundown, Dom. Uh, what I was thinking is kind of a, a brief from the top how you started with me forcing you to stop training people and do this instead. And then uh, and then kind of where you are now and how you uh, kind of got there and who you're working with. You know, I, I kind of want everybody to get a feel and then what the equipment does, because that's the, I get a lot of people when I put that last post. up. it's why I decided to do this because they were like, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> so took, do your thing. It took 40 minutes to explain it, too. And he's still right. It's it's, yeah. it is, it's more it's more complicated than you think. But in general, um, I want to say five, six years ago. Um, I started working with Dusty. You know, um, like my relationship actually goes back to with Dusty for uh, 17 years now. Uh, 2004, I walked into a, a supplement shop Dusty owned, and uh, he sold me some protein. I mean, I went in there for literally a multivitamin. Okay, like I I, I heard this was a I cool. Got piece. him. And <laughs> and he upsold you. He upsold you to the 70 pound tub. Care. Super draw, God knows what I had. I, but either way, I, I got the full rundown. He gave me an idea of it. Um, you know, I walked in and there's this monstrosity of a person eating a piece of chicken off of his fork, right? You know what I mean? And Classy. so uh, it, it definitely made, uh, uh, sorry about that, my dog hit it. It definitely made an impact on me. And as a trainer going through the industry, I'd recommend all my clients. Anyway, I was a trainer at um, a gym in Scottsdale where we live. And, um, uh, Dusty was there working out. He'd be filming. It was kind of when, right, not long after he first turned pro. Uh, here, hold on one second, guys. Hey, my dogs are hilarious. They all do that. Do it too. You're good. They all, they all jump in. Um, that being said, um, you know, like uh, Dusty was 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 working out there. He just turned pro, and uh, he just you know kind of getting ready for a show. You know, I think he had some things in mind, some big things, and you know, it was it was just when like YouTube was getting really big. And Instagram was getting really big. And uh, I think he saw me stretching somebody in the corner. And uh, it was just one of my clients that were lazy, right? Like, I didn't want to give up the session. They couldn't work out. So we're doing some, like, fascia stretch therapy stuff and some things I got certified a little earlier in my career. And Dusty comes by and he's like, hey, I need that. And I'm like, oh, man, like, you're too big. I don't think, you know what I mean? That's that's a lot of work, right? And uh, so we just kind of joked about it for months and then. One day he grabbed me. He's like, "Hey, like I do want to use your services. Like, like to try it out." So I take him through a stretch, and you know he liked it, whatever. And I was like, "Man, that's so hard. Like, it doesn't really move the same way." And I ended up getting. <laughs> no, I swear to God, the first first pro bodybuilder I've ever really like known and worked on. Um, you know, I'm from Honolulu, Hawaii, and the guy who brought me up is Chris Faudo, and he's one of the biggest guys, the Hawaiian Hurricane. But keep in mind, he turned pro at one sixty seven point five. So where yeah. I'm from, big is not dusty big, right? At the time, he was pushing like 270, 285, and that was big for him at the time. And uh, I think he got to like 310, 315 or something, like while I was working with him. It was insane. He he broke one of my tables. I mean, um, you know, they are like lying down on it. You just hear this crack. So anyway, I bought a special table for Dusty, and because of his needs, I ended up acquiring um, – uh, other tools and certifications and basically acquiring knowledge um, to help my friend. Um, and in return, just me working with Dusty really kind of, I guess, like created a line of people trying to get these services. And, you know, at first it was pretty cookie cutter. Oh, your hips are tight, your ankles are tight. And then they'd book another one. And within a couple of days, a lot of times they kind of just would like come back just the same. And 
from there is like this, it, it was, it was actually really difficult on my body. And, uh, uh, you know, through learning more, you know, you acquire better tools and all of a sudden things start kind of sorting out. And then before you know it, I remember Dusty telling me like, what do you want to work on today? I'm like, well, what hurts? He's like, nothing. Like, and I'm like, man, this is like six months of one thing after the other. Right. Ronnie. And, uh, anyway, it's like, so we kind of like looked at some stuff and we're like, man, we, I, I think Dusty's like, I think you actually like can do like good, you know what I mean? And so slowly, but surely I, I stopped being a trainer and, um, I got more into the body work, got more certs and I ended up with, uh, some technology that is becoming really popular, but I found my own way to use it for therapy needs and, and mobility and rehabilitation. Um, you know, in the end, it's a tool, uh, uh, basically it's bioelectricity, you know, everything runs on electricity. So this, these, 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 these stem, these bio stems and will actually create a very similar signal to what your brain is pushing out. Say you're trying to do some biceps and that's a signal, right? So like it actually amplifies that signal. And, uh, of course the first idea we get is, um, yeah, wow. I can really get bigger on that. Right. You know, and that's the majority of right? <laughs> everybody's blowing everything out. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like people are sore. They're, I mean, they're, we're pissing blood after workouts. Right. And, 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 but it really does unlock the muscle. It's amazing for movement and training. But, uh, so what I do is I, I run that current through, uh, is some tools and in combination with different modalities, uh, obviously my, my stretch therapy background. Um, and then as a corrective exercise trainer, you know, everyone kind of has a prescription. So, you know, with this current, you can make things stronger, you can make things longer. Um, you can tone things down, you can tone things up. So there's a lot of cool things you can do with it. In fact, we're still kind of learning, um, what its capabilities are, you know, um, uh, in the end, it, 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 it became a little more of a need for things. And, uh, I started targeting pro bodybuilders, especially ones that were beat up. And, and like, I knew they had problems. They'd worked with everybody. Right. Uh, kind of like dusty. I was like, man, if I can do it on him, uh, I'm a, I'm a, this is going to be legit. And again, you level up, level up, level up. You got to learn more to fix more. And eventually I ended up with uh flex Lewis and, uh, it just happened to be at the same time he was open the dragon's lair. And they, they thought it'd be a good modality to add to their physical therapist, their chiropractor, you know, trying to create a little bit more of a one-stop and a hub uh, for our industry to come in, get fixed, get better, um, win their shows, win their, win, win their day, whatever. Right. You know, so. So, so you're, you're in Scottsdale, but you're going to go up to Vegas like part-time or how is that going to work for you? Actually, I've been splitting time for a while. Um, yeah. you know, I, I'm very blessed to have a strong clientele um, in Arizona and to work around some of these opportunities. In fact, most of my clients are, are, are ecstatic. And, uh, you know, I, I think honestly, it's got to double just being on this podcast, by the way, yeah, I, yeah. I think I don't know you guys know how much it's, it's really done, but anyway, um, yeah, no. Uh, so I split time and I've been splitting time for six, seven months anyway. You know what I mean? I, I worked with Hidetata and uh, a couple of the other, olympians getting ready for that show and uh you know in the end they sent me a lot of their people and, and their people sent me a lot so i really had a strong following there anyway it was uh, right. a blessing to have a place to i guess continue my work there without being, being without being interrupted by having to drive cool what 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 are some <clears throat> of the i guess you know thinking of bodybuilders obviously because of the theme of the show but what are some of the most common things 
that you think could go the long, go do do the most good that we should be doing that are easy? Like, like what are some of the things that we could be doing a lot of prevention with? Well, so understanding dysfunction and imbalances, that's, that's again, a kind of like a frequency and a signal, and it can be actually hacked and reset in a lot of different ways. But like the most simplest that we're supposed to be doing anyway, eating good food, drinking tons of water, I mean, flushing out the toxins that we're creating from training and, 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 and uh, uh, in the end, just getting better sleep, right? So it's just the basics. It, like anything else on this show, it doesn't, there's no big secret to it, right? Like if you do the things you're supposed to, you're not. unfortunately, we're in an industry where, um, you know, having cheat meals is great now and all these crazy supplements are out there and you got a lot of different uh, 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 supplements running through um, the system and some of them are toxic. Some of them are being prescribed and, 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 and set up in a way where our bodies are not able to get rid of those toxins in that limb. So, you know, your wrist sends a signal when your wrist is messed up, your shoulder gets messed up, your tummy, your, your digestive system, your lymph system, when that stuff gets backed up, the signals are quantified. So now you get this person who's actually creating more issues as they're trying to work out and get in shape right it's very counterproductive i think to the general idea of bodybuilding training so the number one thing is uh i love that answer because you didn't try to sell me something that you do (laughs) you said you said first of all none of you assholes would need me if you would just take better care of yourselves (laughs) that's that's what i heard well you know what's funny about it though ron is and you know it's true a lot of guys have done it where, especially with orals, they start taking an oral, then their their appetite goes away. Right. And they're like, oh, I'm struggling to eat. And I'm like, well, what changed? Oh, I took an oral. Well, then stop the oral because as much as that would have an impact if the food was still there. Yeah, yeah. It's not. And, you know, a big thing that I wanted to push that, that uh, was funny. So when I finally broke and, like, started pushing Dom to work on me, like, twice a week early, early on, um, I kept having an adductor issue where it would pull or nearly tear every leg day. Right. So I would go to the gym and you've been there wrong where you're going like, just please don't get hurt today. Like that was my, that became my leg day process. Like, right. Don't get hurt. Like nothing fun, nothing crazy. And you know what it comes down to it kind of with your question was if I would have worked on mobility earlier in my career, as I was starting to get big, none of this would have happened after Dom worked on me for a little bit. He was, Oh, it's your ankle. I'm like, no, 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 it's my, my adductor. He's like, no, it's your ankle that's causing all that. So ankle, adductor, hip, just work yeah, its way yeah, up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And once uh, he and, uh, and another uh, PT I work with kind of jumped in and worked on that together, once that was fixed, then Dom could work up my body and start fixing what had now been damaged because of the ankle. It, it's funny. Um, I was talking the other day about my collection of injuries. And almost everything that's ever happened to me has been on my left side, right? And uh, I'm thinking back, you know, how far back do I go before I see like a, like an injury that, and it was when I played football in high school, I rolled my left ankle super bad, like it turned purple and black, but I just taped it up and played the rest of the season because I was fucking hardcore linebacker, right? And uh, started every game, just played through it with a black ankle, didn't fucking 
just popped some ephedrine and went right. And um, I think back and I'm like, I wonder if that left ankle injury, because that ankle was never the same. And then, you know, that's the knee that went, that's the hip that hurt, and that's the shoulder, and that's the lat that I fucking had problems with. And that's the just like, I always wonder. Well, well, funny you say that. Um, I did the same thing, broke my finger in high school, and I taped it together, and now it doesn't work, right? You see, we all have something like that that's, like, awful. Like, I mean, I mean, think about it, right? Um, yeah. That said, that ankle, now your foot kind of stops working or works differently, at least, It works. Right? It's, it's, that ankle's never been the same as the other one. And, and don't get me wrong, like it, that's something that you can actually live with. So, uh, a freak show like Dusty actually is so connected and in tune. He figured some of that stuff out and he just kind of shift. You know, we all do it. Shift yeah. to the left, you know. First thing, I'm talking to Flex one of those days. And uh, uh, and this happens with a lot of my clients, right? But Flex was kind of funny. I laugh because he goes, uh, you know, my cue is I lean to the left. I go, what, what do you mean your cue? He's like, well, everything I kind of have to lean to the left. That's just to be like good. I'm like, man, this guy just kind of leans. But understand what is happening there. You're doing that, but it's probably not working right. And most likely it isn't working right at all. You're using something else to do that. And now we're creating compensation. So don't get me wrong. There's, everybody has compensation, right? I've seen people destroy classes completely dysfunctional. But for some reason, it just works for them. So I think for the average person, though, when there's enough dysfunction, enough things off, it creates a little bit more of a stressful environment. You take a couple other factors that is just life, relationships, uh, your animals. I mean, for me, my animals are ruining my life right now. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, you travel, right? Like different things create different factors. And now your body goes into overload. So in, in, in neurotherapy and the bio, bio stem and the bioelectric electric world, uh, we, 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 we reference to the nervous system quite a bit. So, you know, your wrist impinge, your shoulder impinge, your hips, your ankle kind of swells up after you hit something. That's a sympathetic signal. And in terms of what we know, that's fight or flight, right? So in a fight or flight system, everything's going to be poorly compensated. You wonder why you sleep on your hands like this every night, right? You know, because your shoulder's so weak. Now your body's trying to kick your hand out of it. Now from that, your, 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 your scat gets really long. And then they're talking to Dusty. I can't keep my traps down. Right. Like when they're posing. Right. Yeah. So Dusty, you know, actually figured a lot of this out while I was figuring it out. And it was, it was, it was absolutely, uh, 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 uh imperative to my career and where I am now, my understanding and what makes me an effective therapist to understand like prescription. And I actually didn't really understand it as much as I thought Dusty tied that together with me. And I kind of tied the kinesiology <laughs> of together and, and, and all of a sudden we had a system, you know what I mean? What's amazing yeah. is he's been able to take that same knowledge, look at one of my clients. I sent him with a, with a, with a, with a X amount of imbalances, right. You know, and, he can actually already train them. I'll look at their workouts and it's actually already geared for, for them to be successful. You know what I mean? I just give them the extra. If there's something really weird, you know what I mean? Like, Hey man, there's like a, he has a thing that's this much longer and I gave him this to do this. Right. And, but either way, it's, um, it's, 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 it's really cool when the trainers and the therapy and, uh, and the supplements and everything kind of rolls together. Cause then my job gets easier as a body worker and I, I don't have a, the same impingement to fix every week, three times a week. And this client freaking out right. trying to come to me in pain. Right. You know, 
So you, you mentioned something earlier. You said how Flex Lewis told you he was like purposely leaning to the left so it felt right. Yeah. So I think I understand what he means. So a lot of times, like I had a, I ruptured my quad tendon once. That was yep. a few years ago. But and I've had you know lots of injuries as a bodybuilder. Oh, savage. When I when I put my feet on the platform, for instance, I have to make sure they're visually straight because they don't feel straight. They feel crooked, but they look straight. So if I video my form, it looks perfect, but it doesn't feel straight. And if I do it so it feels straight, I'll be my feet aren't even. Is that ever going to go away or am I always going to have to? train to make the reps look proper even though they feel weird so uh, that's a um yeah it could go away it depends how much how important it is to you right like right. i mean manual without the technology i mean it's gotten better go- it's gotten better yeah. obviously but i'm so just wondering if it'll your, you put some work in your head you put some work in your foot you put this but again you still have that signal going to that ankle and every time you put your foot on the gas pedal or every time you go to sleep, really, I think when you're subconscious, that's when your body goes back into that protective piece. Now you've actually learned your way around it to kind of settle into it. And you know, crooked is straight. And that's what everybody talks about, you know, and, uh, you know, I remember a a video when the new fit, uh, the newbie new fit is one of the the machines I use Um, real popular bad row. Right. We should mention that. Yeah. We've had Brad on talk about the newbie. Yeah. Everybody knows about the newbie. It's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's really nice for bodybuilders because the bodybuilding is almost like, I hate to say it, but it's inflamed. You know what I mean? It's inflammation. Mm-hmm. And that's what fills in. And that's, right. So that being said, in this case, X amount of inflammation is good. It's just bad when it builds up. But the new fit, it creates a, you can run it at a certain frequency and it creates a, a blowout. I mean, a visual blowout. It's amazing. But on the other side of that, Ron, is reprogramming that signal. So now we have a pad, like an electrode on something. Say I'm trying to get this to work. This and another pad will coordinate. And if you run it in the right frequency, your brain's going to pick up on it. It's a loud enough machine, strong enough, right? It runs at a, a ridiculous hertz at a very specific layered signal. Um, and when it's layered like that, again, your, your, your chest, your, your hip, for your example, your ankle, it's not going to be able to know whether that's a machine or your brain. Only difference between this, we're operating at 50 times the brain's potential with some of this equipment. You know what I mean? So uh, I think in the end, it's uh, you can kind of see the value right away, right? It kind of locks things in. And for us in bodybuilding, we call that the mind-muscle connection. And right. you've learned how to pull your lats out. You've learned how to do things. But how hard did you have to work at that, right? You yeah. know what I mean? So the average person probably ain't going to put in the time. I mean, let's be real, right? You know, and, and and that being said, going back to bodybuilding the general population, most people fail in the gym because it's not really worth it for their energy. The harder they work, the worse it gets until they hire somebody who actually, you know what I mean? So right. now their cortisol is high, cortisol, insulin. We all know what happens when you cut out alcohol and sugar, you drop. Cortisol is just as equally as effective as that, right? So, you, you know, me and Dusty, we're trying to control both usher in a new error yeah, i try to keep up. his alcohol ingestion as low as possible too good luck with that and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny though is uh ron uh when i just saw dom i coincidentally just he got a new machine or a new machine i hadn't used yet and uh i, I was like hey i want to he, he mentioned that he could fix my digestion and start working on my sleep but i walked in and i had a trap that was just locked 
which happens to me a lot, same spot all the time. And it's usually a very long process, uh, a couple weeks of getting worked on and stuff just because it'll get released, but then my body squeezes back in, especially if you're under stress, like you said, cortisol. Um, so he put the new machine on the trap and on my back, but then also on the pack. Uh, and I'm, of course, sitting there like, what are, what are we doing? And Dom kind of explained the relationship because that's what you're just going into on why you had to hit both sides to get my body to let go on the trap side. Yeah. <clears throat> so what were we doing with that? Well, well, with that being said, um, first thing I did with Dusty the other day was, uh, I mean, Dusty's my hardest critic. I'm just going to be very clear on that. Hardest, hardest critic, mostly because, you know, he's been my coach. He's, he's been a very close mentor of mine. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, I went in with a little bit more of a game plan. And uh, knowing Dusty's habits, being around him for so long, I know he doesn't sleep. I know he's trains way too hard, right? And he and he's doing a lot of therapy, which is releasing toxins into his system. So first thing I did was kicked his nervous system down and got it from that fight or flight into like more of a rest and feed. From there, half the trap and everything kind of let go. And uh, uh, he has a torn pec on that side, so I just took a kind of a gander and all right. Well, I think this the trap is compensating from that pec not working and him trying to do some shoulders and stuff, right? Whatever you know and Anyway, so I knocked that back and kind of reset where his wrist should be, and he was golden, you know. Um, the, 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 the resets are really cool. New Fit developed um, quite a bit of a system, and uh, uh, when you when I say a system, they have a very, like, foolproof system where it allows any practitioner to be effective, right? But like anything else, it's a tool, so it only amplifies kind of what you know, right? So there's there's people that use it and it, it probably doesn't do the person any good in the long run. Right. But, uh, uh, that being said though, like the, if you follow the system, it's all about relationship and and the nervous system. So, you know, they give us information, they give us the tools, they give us the, the basic protocols. And from there, you know, it's us, up to us to accelerate that. And, uh, because I was a successful body worker and I had people like dusty helping me, you know, we, we, we got dusty pretty much on point as much as we could manually i mean no neural no nothing which is very difficult to do um the pt he sees you know as someone that actually i'm telling you the guys the guys are freak show but not you know what i find is a lot of my my highest end clients my 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 biggest names they have very similar nervous systems like their stuff is adapting they're feeling a little too much the ones that go real far and work their way back they actually feel a little bit more it's like a blind person i can hear better right you know what i mean so it's right. uh they give me a lot of weird feedback which actually allows me to develop the system further um little things i'm working on now that i gotta show you that's the um i got a, a great sleep apnea acceleration so i'll take that machine and run the current through a glove and kind of open up the nasal passages a lot of inflammation you know down up in here and sometimes it's vestibular it's through the ears so you can use that current to clear out those pieces from there, you open up the diaphragm, clean up the longissimus, teach him how to breathe under the under a, 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 a parasympathetic current, which is like a rest and feed. And then, voila, you might not need your sleep app anymore, right? You know, there's like little things like that you can actually stack. And almost when you stack modalities, now we're like stacking progression. All we have to do is make sure the person's nervous system is able to, to take it. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's all a signal, right? If you understand anything, a signal, allergies is a signal. MS is a signal. Um, so the new fit right now is being in the process and they're calling it the cure to MS. So with, 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 with that kind of fibromyalgia, MS, Hashimoto's, 
these are these are not uncommon things that we're dealing with as trainers. And and to be able to know they can receive a couple treatments a week for 100, 150 bucks, you know, now they can be actually be successful in our programs. We don't have to work around everything. So that's the beautiful thing about the new fit and and other similar products like you know, like the the, the other machine that I run, but um, you know, now it puts it in the, it puts it into our hands where we can now assist people and more than just fitness, but you know, to be successful at fitness, you have to be healthy first and yeah. foremost. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we're trying to do, Ron. It's kind of the reason I wanted to bring Dom on in particular is <clears throat> obviously if you're anywhere near Arizona, I only send people to Dom and I only send people to my PT Jason and that's it. Like those are my guys. But what I try to drive home for trainers is there's always this fear of sending money to someone else because, Oh, what if there's a limit? But I find if my athletes are healthy and functional, what I do works better. They don't get injured or if they do, they bounce back faster and they're a long-term client. Plus I just can't lie. Their results are better because I'm putting them in the hands of people who do things I can't do. I always think it's a very short-sighted industry we have where it's like they're afraid to let anyone go. And like Dom or, or Jason will tell you, I follow up after their sessions or they'll contact me and I'm like, okay, do I need to change, change anything with their training? Cause I don't know the depth of what's going on other than I'm like, Hey Dom, this guy's shoulders fucked. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I saw a video. I didn't like that. It was tracking. Can you run him through? Then he comes back and says, Hey, leave the training alone, but I, I'm having him add this. Okay. Well, next That's thing you know, cool. when that guy is doing better, you know who the hero is me. And that's why I think it's so work? funny. Like I did nothing but direct you to the smarter person. And that's what I feel like people like trainers miss though, is they're so afraid to bring anyone in. I'm like, I joke. Yeah. It's like, I have, a, I have a team. Like the reason I couple up with the right people, the, the right supplement companies, the right hormone companies, because at the end of the day, that makes my product better. And that's why I wish more people do. So wherever you guys live in the world or the country, that's what you should be thinking is, okay, my career would be over if it wasn't for Dom. I was, I couldn't train legs and now I, I joke about, it, but people don't realize I'm like, I'm stronger than I've ever been and more healthy at 39 than I was at 29. It's like, I don't walk into the gym wondering if I'm going to get hurt. I walk into the gym wondering what records I'm going to break that day. Like it's, <laughs> it's a fucking game now, you know? So that's kind of the value. Um, so Dom, how do people get a hold of you if they want more info? Or I do know it's a little tricky, but you know, enough of the guys if they can contact you to see who in their area they should see, even if they do the same as you, what's the best way to get in touch with you on that route? Well, you know, I, I, I do, I do run a lot on um, Instagram. Um, IG has been really nice for me. And it's funny that uh, I never really believed in it. I still don't put enough into it, but uh, Dusty made me get one at one point to help me get from Scottsdale to God knows wherever I, I, I've been. Right. And, uh, but get a hold of me through IG. Um, I'm at the Dragon's Lair Wednesday through Saturday every week, and that's an easy way to find me as well. Um, you know, you, I, I got stuff on their IG they can link through. and uh, That's, that's awesome that you're there. Oh, my God, Ron, you have no idea. And it kind of happened by accident. I was just helping flex with some stuff, and, you know, I mean, we're working through some things, and, and uh, he's like, man, are, are there other people? How many other people do what you do? I'm like, man, actually, I do what I do. And it's kind of my own deal, right? And he's like, well, like, you know, and they started asking questions about the machine. And I know they wanted that service available to the client. You know, Flex and Allie, um, his, his wife, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're very adamant on building 
a, a, a culture, right? And, 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 and creating a place where you can get the best of the best, right? And that's, that's kind of what, you know, Flex and I, Flex and the team, uh, uh, Neil Hill, Yoda, the Y3T, they're, 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 they're trying to go the champion's champion. I mean, it's another yeah, yeah. level, right? So I'm like, man, I want in on that, like, for sure. Like, I'll do it. And they're like, well, we need a full time. I'm like, well, what's full time? They're like, maybe two days a week. I'm like, I'll give you four just because of how many people are going to be rolling through there, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. this is a chance I can prove the system, man. And, and uh, you know, like going back to Dusty real quick and some of the things he was saying, he was, uh, you know, he looks at it like a game. I, sometimes I use a dynamometer. Um, uh, uh, basically, it, it measures force and PSI. So you can run it on certain strength tests and figure out what muscles weak. And, you know, it's part of that new fit system they teach us. Um, anyway, I'm going through this and there's obviously a number and Dusty's like, what's my score? I'm like, no, man, it's not about like a score. We're trying to, you win when we fix it. Right. But you know, like, so it, it, a lot of that, it is, it can be like a game and, and, and getting this even to that. And a lot of us who are successful in bodybuilding, we, we got, we got hardcore OCD sometimes like neurological stuff, right? We have to do this a certain way and everything's set. I think what's so hard about what we're doing in the neural world, it's, it's not the normal, right? It's going to be the new school is it's definitely becoming more normal, especially with the elite in the sport. Um, everybody's tried it right at this point. And, uh, now it's just about understanding how to implement it for what we need. Some people need training, some people need therapy, but you know, with the trainers, that's how I, I, I even got all the experience. I, I marketed to the trainers, Hey, free work, send me your clients. I fix them. You know, they do good. And, and Dusty's absolutely right. I, I don't get it. I don't get a lot of the credit, but I'm happy the trainer is making more money and, and doing better and making a better product. And thus, you know, in the turn, they get more clients and they send me more people. So uh, I think that's how we're trying to make it work, even in the Dragon's Lair, where, you know, everybody works together. We have a PT there, massage therapist, chiropractic, um, obviously neurotherapy, you know what I mean? Like, so it, we're, we're going to try and work together to get this athlete to be their absolute best and, 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 and perform their best and live their best really. Right. Obviously it's available to regular people too. Um, I worked on a, a dog yesterday, right? Like, you know, the, the, the current yeah. works on dogs too. So, I mean, uh, I'll take care of your dog and your grandma. Make sure you get your pro card. <laughs> I freaking love it. Well, you know, you know, I'd be sending the dogs before me. Grand opening, okay. <laughs> well, what's the date on the grand opening again? March 28th, it's, uh, they're, which is cool because they're waiving day fees. And they're, and they're, this is different from their other location where they actually have a membership. And uh, weekends are big for day fees. A lot of people come in just to have, uh, be a part of that culture for the day, you know. And kind of like Gold's Gym Venice used to be and make it a hub. You know, Jay Cutler's walking around saying hi to people. Uh, Flex Roden is there, right? It's, 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 it's crazy. Everybody's in there. And, um, but yeah, March 28th, they're waiving fees. Letting everybody come in. Oh, I hope actually. I, hope, I think they're waving babies. Um, they are now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me double check. Right? Okay. All right. Well, well I'm not going to pay because I'm going for sure. And I already talked to Flex, so we're good. <laughs> well, Don, man, I appreciate you uh, jumping in here and kind of giving us a background on it. And uh, we'll make sure to uh, siphon anyone your your way that that hits us up that can't figure it out, but. Uh, and uh that's it man appreciate you coming in thank you thank you thank you so much for the opportunity guys you guys have a good one thanks yeah. don good to meet you 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for watching another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. And thank you to our great sponsor, TrueNutrition.com, for making this all possible. TrueNutrition.com is owned by Dante Trudell, the creator of DC Training. He wanted to create a supplement company that offered high-quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price. High-quality protein powders, just about every type you could think of. Huge variety of flavors, plus health and performance supplements. Check them out, TrueNutrition.com. And hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. So, Ron, we got we got to rotate, dude, because I got questions. I don't know if you even did that, but I did. I did. I threw one up, and I purposely threw it up really late. Oh, good. Um, because uh, I couldn't handle the volume last week or last time I did it. So... I'm checking now. Craziness. Okay. So, yeah. I still got a lot of them. Good. Okay. You go first. I was just sending a tweet. Jesus. Why are you going to act like we're on the show live? Okay, here's one, Dusty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead. Here's one. And I'm not going to give any context or meaning because they didn't. Oh, fuck. They Here just asked the question. I'm ready. Start a business or buy a house? Ooh, well, buying a house is a business, number one. See? Uh, <laughs> if you're so, going to rent it out, it is a business. So tricky there. Uh, right now, I would buy a house. There you if go. You're near me, for sure. Uh, the market, the rates are low. The the market is ridiculous. Uh, just understand you're going to pay a premium, especially if you're in Arizona. But yeah, I would buy a fucking house for sure. And put a renter in it. Is that what yeah. you mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you could buy and live in it yourself too. But I mean, there were multiple times in my life that I uh, rented and owned houses that I didn't live in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, or I mean, you move was, into it and you, yeah. you keep the house you have if you already have one and you move into it and you rent well, out the one you don't I've want. I've never been stable enough to like, I've only lived in a house I owned once. I was able, I like to bounce around too much. Right. So I was like, well, I don't own this one, but I own that one. Okay. You <laughs> I go. A, I, was a, I, like, I like more of those kind of questions. Okay. I would do that too. I already have two businesses, I don't need a third. And um, unless I don't have to do anything and the other people are going to run it. <laughs> Ooh, I like this one. I like, God, we got good questions today. Would Milos have been better if he had trained like Dorian, in your opinion? Oh, you know, that's a good fucking question. Yeah, it's just, it's impossible to say. I mean, like, what are they trying to say? Milos didn't train like hard enough or I don't know what they're trying to say. Just well, I think style what- of training. Like Milos... Let's be fair. Whatever you know Milos for and whatever you think Milos does, I guarantee Milos tried everything. Yeah. What I also was going to say is what Milos has created post-career. Yeah, uh, it's not exactly not what he did. What he was doing exactly. And I'm not saying that he made it up falsely or maybe he caused the end of his career. I mean, look at look at you. Uh, things that you have realized when you retired – and realizing that if you known some of the things you know now, you would have altered the way overall your training would have stayed the same, but there would have been some tweaks yeah. um, that would have kept less injuries and may have resulted in better results. Um, like, I don't train my clients exactly how I trained when I was young and growing. 
the principles are definitely very much intact, mm-hmm. but there's certain things, certain exercises, certain ways of doing exercises, certain positions I don't utilize. Right. Certain, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know what? That was a mistake. I went right. too hard on that fucking position and it, you know, wrecked my fucking elbow or something. You know what I mean? I just, I have a few things, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I mean, Milo's fucking tried everything, man. You can't say he didn't try training heavy. What do you mean? I'm sure he squatted what Milo's probably squatted 600 pounds in his day for reps. I mean, it's not like I he think what also heavy. people uh, forget, or shouldn't you say forget, but don't realize is, um, Dorian is Dorian, uh, yeah. regardless. And I can say this from training with him. Um, people look at me and are just like, they shake their head at the intensity and whatever. And I can tell you it pales in comparison. I trained with him retired. And when I got done with the workout, my first thought was he's a nasty motherfucker. And my second thought was, and this is the retired version. Right, right. What was he when he got ready for the Olympia? Like, and I don't think, I mean, I couldn't even put it to words, but standing there, I just realized like, and I, I became, I'm more intense now than I was then, but I can pretty much blindly say as much as I focus, I don't, him, Jordan, there's certain people that literally have a level that you, like my point is I couldn't, I couldn't put together what Dorian did in the same workout that he did. Even now, even with the, the focus, the intensity and the connection I have, I think Milos maximized his physique. And plus, look at him. It's just a different body. Like he was nice. I loved his look overall. Um, but I did think it was a good question because people ask it all the time or, or people like I look at that when somebody goes, man, Ben Pekulski needs to figure out how to get his back big. I'm like. Oh, you think he doesn't know that his back is lagging? He's, he's meticulously quads? studied every possible fiber that you could have in your back and how to make it fire and contract. And yeah. How to load it and how to stretch it. And yeah, trust me, to, I've tried like, everything. I mean, and crazy, I do the same yeah. with clients uh, or even friends where I'll reach out and say, hey, I know you got this like weakness, like uh, Jonathan that's uh, that's with that just won the Nationals the overall. His back is his weakness. And I watched his videos the other day training and they were very meticulous, very whatever. And I said, hey, you ever thought about just getting fucking wild and just pulling weight and seeing what happens? And he was like, ah. and I'm like, and he said he had done some things in the past, like some heavy deads and stuff like that. So he's going to come out for a week and we're going to just try some shit and send him home. But same thing, it might not do shit. Maybe yeah. his back is just a struggling stubborn body part. But point being is here he goes, just like that. You got a guy who won the overall, his second show won the overall at nationals. His legs are the best, some of the best in the pros right now. Yeah. And he's now it's like, okay, how do I figure out this back? Well, well, think of it this way. Think like I remember seeing that video of Ben Pakalski uh deficit deadlifting seven plates for reps. Right? <laughs> Deficit, yeah. like like this yeah, much of a, a fucking three deficit. deficit. Yeah, three inch deficit pulling like it was six or seven plates for reps. Yeah. So yeah, okay, check heavy deadlifts, heavy insane deadlifts, check, and then also you know two hundred pound dumbbell rows, no pro. Okay, check, and now also the pinky twisting cable pull downs. Yeah, check. anything you could think of. Like, yeah, he did everything. The the weird like stand back from the hammer to get that that yep. that contraction where the strength curve changes 
yeah. versus using the machine the, the way they made it. Um, he did everything. Yeah. So sometimes genetics are the barrier. People need to realize that, you know, when you see a guy with an amazing physique and a weak body part, it's not that he's not aware. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I think the other thing that's a factor, and then we can move on, is um, physiques are physiques. Like, there has not been a Dorian since Dorian. And what I mean is, and I know you guys are watching this now, don't understand this, but I know from talking to uh, like Aceto and things, I told him the the last Olympia. I said, man, I think Nasser had that. He goes, you weren't there. Yeah, I know. I've had so. Aceto's <laughs> not the only person that said that to me. I've had a few people that are like. Yeah, you know, watching the video again, Nasser really should have won in 97. And I'm like, fair enough. Yeah. I watched the video, too. Yep. I watched the video, too. Fair enough. But then there's like a handful of people that were at that Olympia. Yeah, Chris and told I've me, he said, whatever you've ever that. seen, even the great stuff that you've seen in a picture or in a video, not it does not. He told me, he goes, it was not close. So did you see Fuad interview Lavrone last week? I didn't see it, no. Yeah, so it was pretty good. Um, you know, like, I, I've interviewed myself, right, for the Mutant Show. I had him at the FIBO booth. It's uh, it's on YouTube if you guys want to watch me interview Kevin LeBron. Kevin's my it's, favorite bodybuilder of all time, yeah. but go ahead. <clears throat> Kevin LeBron from, from FIBO, Mutant Live. You can search it on YouTube. Great interview. But anyways, Fuad had him on. And even he, like, when they came around the time to talk about Dorian, it was just, there was this moment where Kevin goes, oh, well, I mean... Dorian was, he was just so unbelievable. That's from Kevin. And, and he just left it at that. Like he just, <laughs> he just moved on. He's like, yeah, but you know, Dorian was just so, he was just like, you know, <laughs> so, so, and then he started talking about how he thought he had Ronnie in 02, you know? Yeah. So like Lavrone's not saying that with Dorian, he's saying that with Ronnie. But then when it comes to them talking about Dorian, he's like, oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just the drop of the. Well, that was like Ronnie after he got after after oh after oh two mm-hmm. when it was close. I just do you remember the uh, when they did the? I'll, I'll never forget the backstage when they're interviewing Dexter Jackson Triple H. He goes, "Man, all I'm saying is I'm getting second. And Triple H goes, second, and he literally looks right in the camera and he goes, "That's fucking Ronnie Coleman." <laughs> like, like, yes, second, which is winning for the rest of us. Like, that's funny that's knock funny it off oh that's good shit you're up one one of my favorite dexter jackson quotes is from a video that he filmed in 2008 before he won the olympia I, now my memory is very solid on that but if someone remembers and i happen to be wrong on the date please correct me but this is how i remember it he's training at the at the gym and they're filming him and he's talking about how anybody can win the olympia now, you got to remember, Jay was a current champion at that point. Yeah, right? Jay, yeah. Jay would have been a two-time champion at that point. So that's where we are in time. And this is the year Dexter actually wins. One, yeah, yeah. And Dexter says in the video, he goes, I made a career out of catching people when they're off because I know what I'm good at. And then he goes, uh, and times have changed. Um, he goes, there ain't no more runaways. This ain't the Ronnie Coleman days. <laughs> Right? He's like, anybody it. can win. No more runaways. No yeah. more eight times. Like, that's what he's saying, right? Yeah. No more runaways. It's the Ronnie Coleman days. And then he fucking won that year. And I remember I always just thought, like, fuck. That was a great And quote. he won exactly the way he said. I made a career catching people when they're off. Yep. 
It's just so true. And he did 29 times. <laughs> Jesus. So here's one. I don't know if how how much we want to talk about this. But um, either one of you have one regret about your bodybuilding careers. What would it be? Uh, mine is simple. Jumps to mind immediately. I, If I could go back and something I'm working on with clients, I would not have been in such a rush to grow. Um, I got as big as possible, as fast as possible through food primarily. And I know we're going to fight that. But if you look back at the pictures I put up before gear and then even after gear, uh, when I was like getting ready for Emerald Cup the first time, um, my midsection was better than it is now. Hip structure is hip structure. But because of the way I forced food down to get as big as possible, as fast as possible, uh, when everything else got bigger, I should have had a much more dramatic uh, X frame than I do now. But my midsection got bigger right in conjunction. And it was not the training. I trained that way back then. I've always, that's how I made a name. I mean, that's how I got my first coach to knock half the money off is because I trained like an idiot and he loved it. But it was that I was in a rush. It was how fast can I get to 300 pounds? And as much as you could, I used to get heavy because I didn't give a shit. Like, it's fine, just get big. Uh, so now I pace guys. I'll literally slow them down when we're, and they're like, oh, we're slowing down. Like, mm-hmm. We're going to hang out. You're going to pay me and we're going to hang out. And then when things start tightening up and you actually start to get tighter on this diet, we're going to go up again. So, yeah, my, my regret would be that. It's a long game. I'm 39 now and completely healthy and could keep going. And had I taken two more years to get to that point, I think my bodybuilding career as far as competitively would be in a better place than it ever was. Right. I think my mistake was in like the first 10 years I was training, I was very close minded. Okay. Like I'm lucky that I was locked in on a bunch of stuff that was really good, like progressive training. And, you know, I obviously I picked a good role model to follow Dorian and his drive and all that stuff. But um, I wasn't like open to like any very any variety or any variation like if if someone said hey do you want to train back today i go yeah okay i'm I'm doing these these and these and if they'd go do you want to do these i'd go no like you know what i mean i just i feel like and now that i'm older and you know i'm working with so many clients now and i see the 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 bigger picture you know i was i was just a little bit too i was almost too serious about certain things when, you know, training is a bit more of an adventure. So there's a little bit of a philosophical side to it too, that, you know, you have to explore the space a little bit. And, um, you know, I was just such a, like, I think I thought, I thought that was going to get me there faster. And, and like I said too, I tried to get through a lot of walls just by smashing my head against them instead of like, maybe just step (laughs) back and look for a door, (laughs) you know? So that's, that's what I guess I would say. You know, it's perfect. Okay. Da, da, da. Your turn. God, I get asked this every week, so I'm just going to throw it in here. When are we going to have a live porn star on It's Just Bodybuilding, as opposed to a dead one, apparently? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I've had, yeah, I dealt with that question a couple weeks ago on my Instagram. I was like, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not quite sure what type of show I want to have. 
Do we want to have? We might like, need a separate show if we're going to. Which I've actually considered doing. I thought it'd be fun to do a show where we literally brought in people that were just successful in all areas, um, yeah. because it is fun and that's stuff that I like to watch. But I just laugh at how often it's asked. I get yeah. it every week. When are you gonna have a yeah. porn star on? I'm like, I know. And then yeah. and some some of the people that watch the show. They, they they know that I've like been to the AVN, so like, well, can you just call one? And I'm like, well, you have to understand, like, also too, you're dealing with like a lot of very unreliable people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bodybuilding, like bodybuilding like body times a hundred. Yeah, I, I know the few that I we, we could reach out to that would come through, but yeah, that's also then you're also dealing with people with crazy schedules, like. Hey, do you want to come to a just show that'll have no benefit for you, but we'll have a yeah, lot of fun? Yeah, yeah, it's not going to bring them any. It's not going to make them <laughs> this, any money. This right? will give you nothing, but I would really appreciate it. <laughs> I will sign up for your OnlyFans two months straight if you do this for me. Right, They're right. like, you're already a member. Oh. <laughs> you're not supposed to be able to see my credit card. How did you know that? <laughs> uh, let's okay. see here. Boom, boom, boom. No. Uh Dusty with the question. Let's go, Dusty. Is there anything you wish you would have known before getting your first car? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that it was going to be terrible in the winter. Did you get, a, did you get a truck without four-wheel drive or something? <laughs> no, my well, my first car was a Beetle. Ah. It's a Volkswagen Beetle. A rear-wheel drive? No, front, front wheel. Is it rear wheel? Oh. Yeah, it might be oh, rear wheel. Right. It's rear wheel. Yeah, it is. Okay, I was asking, I was just trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's rear wheel. It's got the engine. It's got that little engine in the back. It's rear wheel. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I I bought it because I was like, ah, oh, these are fucking cool. It's like a kind of an old. Cause I got a little bit of hippie in me, right? Like a little bit of like, you know, rock and roll. Yeah, a little bit of like, you know, you know, buck the system, be different, that type of thing. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna get a fucking Volkswagen Beetle as my first car. What the fuck? That'd be funny. You know, right. You know, big dude. I was a linebacker at that point, lifting weights and driving a Volkswagen Beetle. It actually was like pretty fun to drive. That's another thing, too. It was like a really fun car to drive, you yeah, know, to go. <laughs> and and I mean, that was back in 93. So it was like it was a 79. So it wasn't really that old. You know, it was only like right. thir- 14 years old. It's a 79 uh-huh. Beetle. So it was in really good shape and it ran well. But. I don't know why nobody pulled me aside and said, dude, you live in northern Alberta. Like, wintertime's going to suck in this fucking car. I don't know why right. nobody fucking pulled me aside and told me that. Nobody said a word. Everyone just allowed me to buy a Beetle. And, and then wintertime came, and I was like, holy fuck, this car's cold. Little tiny gas heater in it that barely put out. Like, it was fucking, <laughs> it was an adventure. Oh, I yeah, you're driving with gloves on. Got my tooth pulled, pulled down, driving with gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this is how this is how not Canada I am. I'm like, oh, it didn't drive well in the snow. You're like, it was fucking cold. Well, yeah, like so. It's let's say it's minus twenty five out. Like you could die outside, like minus twenty five Celsius, which is right. you know, you you can't imagine it's colder than you've ever experienced, Perfect. and and uh, and then it's like you know minus fifteen in the car. So it's still like, you're like, you still have the wind. That's the yeah. And then, and then what would happen is if I got in the car after my workout, the windows would steam up and freeze. So I'd have to get the scraper and scrape the ice off the inside of the windows before I could drive home from the gym. 
So I'd have to let my car heat up enough and scrape off all the ice. And then it would melt and it was like water running down the doors. And I'd have to scrape all the windows and then drive home. Fucking nuts. That was your life. Oh, yeah. man. Drove it for like uh, one year. And I was like, I'm getting a pickup. <laughs> We're rotating. Yeah. Yes, I, I do not. This is terrible. I do not have any uh, good stories for my first car. Uh, my first car was bought for me when I was 14. And it was okay. waiting for me when I turned 16. So, what was yeah. it? Uh, I got a 1966 Mustang convertible. Mm. It was one of those deals where uh, it was a cool story, though. Uh, I always wanted one. And I was out of town on a hockey trip. And my dad, people used to read the paper back then, just so you know. I don't know if kids read, listen to this even know what that is. Um, but he, he saw an ad just cruising through that said uh, 1966 Ford convertible for sale. My dad was like, Ford, that has to be a Mustang. And uh, so he's like, ah, oh, fuck, it's down the street. He goes and looks at it. And it was uh, was 66. And the lady's husband had bought it in Arizona. And then three years later died. And it had been sitting in her garage all the way until I was 14. What was that? 1995. Um, and uh, my dad was like, well, what do you want for it? And she was like, um, I don't know, 12,000. And he was like, give me five minutes. And he called my mom and she's like, go to the bank, get $12,000. <laughs> so what was it they, worth? 20, 30? I sold it for over 30. Yeah. Yeah. So literally they had to tow it because everything plastic or, or rubber was rotted. So they just picked it up, towed it directly to the, uh, the Ford, the Mustang shop down the street. They fixed everything, and then when I came home that weekend, it was in in the garage, and I'm like, okay, awesome. But I'm 14, and my dad was like, yeah, you could not have afforded to buy this car any other way, so there's your first car. And, you know, but then what was crazy is as the years passed by, and I finally got 16, it wasn't a sensible thing to drive every day. So I got a different vehicle to drive all the time, and then that became the down payment for my first house was that. Oh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. One of those things where it was kind of like, I don't have enough money to have a car that sits in the garage I don't own. Yeah. So we're going to use it. But now, of course, in hindsight, I'm like, God, what I would do to have that car. <laughs> what color was it? Uh, it was, it was, it was, a, it was actually red, but it's called poppy seed red. So it's almost orangish. Oh, okay. Light. Yeah. Yeah. And it had a uh, white top on it, which was never up because it's Arizona, there which is, go. of course, also funny in hindsight because I don't like convertibles anymore. I've never, I don't really get convertibles. It's not my thing. I, I would. I don't think I'd ever buy a convertible. I don't even really like the sunlight on my face. Yeah, I don't. It's funny. Like I have a sunroof and I never use it. Again, I'm fascinated with the I've window. I've done very back. well during quarantine. <laughs> exactly. I don't like to go out, and I noticed there were less people out during quarantine, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> You're up. Okay. I know we've probably talked about this, but I'm sure there's a few stories it could be. What was the First thing you remember that blew your mind in the gym that you actually saw? Mm. I don't know if it was the first thing I saw, but it was the first thing I saw as a bodybuilder. Um, I was getting ready for a show, my very first one. had no idea what I was doing. And uh, this guy, Sean, was getting ready for the show, too. And I could, I was a kid, and I, I was just surviving the prep. I didn't think I was doing anything. But I remember seeing this guy, and he never talked to anybody. 
And I just watched his face keep sinking and sinking as the show got closer. And then one day he had to weigh in and I'm stretching and he stripped all the way down because he needed to make weight. And I just remember, this is the first time in my life seeing a real bodybuilder. Like he was like five, six, and he, he literally weighed in at 224 and a half for heavyweights. And uh, I just remember seeing that and realizing what bodybuilding was. Um, I think that was probably the moment I realized I wanted to do it though. Because I remember seeing him, but I also more than anything remembered looking at people's reactions and they hated it. Like you just see almost almost disgust, you know, because the dude's standing there in his underwear and he's nasty. And, and you're looking at how much they hate it like, and you're going, I like that you hate I this. I want to be that. Like literally, that's I, what like I was like. I like that you hate this. <laughs> yeah, it just, you could see it. I'm like, I want to be that. Because I remember thinking like, that's freaky shit. I want to do that. funny. You know, but, which was cool because I met him at the show and I've never been like a fan book, but I was like, hey, I don't, I don't know shit about what I'm doing here, but this is fucking, you're nuts. It's awesome. And uh, when I turned pro, he actually reached out to me on one of the social media things and it blew my mind that he even remembered because I was like 19 years old and you know what I mean? Well, your I, name, your name's easy you know, to remember unless yeah, you coach really like 200 after- people dirt you know what i mean so but no it was pretty cool because he did he reached out and he was like he's like well you took it further than i did and i'm like huh but you know what's crazy i'd like to look back and see what he really looked like because there's a few guys who when i was a kid i remember thinking like holy shit oh yeah i would tell people like dude that guy in his prime was nuts and then i'll see pictures now of back then i'm like oh he was okay (laughs) i know time does that (laughs) what about you uh so, so I remember, you know, when I started training, you know, um, first, my first year at the gym, you know, I was wearing the tank tops and, you know, we were in there training. We're just, I was a kid, you know, we're muscling up, you know, my, the, the kids I trained with wore tank tops, you know, we're in there wearing tank tops, you know, yeah. and we're training and having fun and I'm training really hard. Like, and I'm out training a lot of the, my peers, like I noticed like they're having fun more than I I'm I'm having fun but I'm also like okay on this on this next set I'm gonna get eight or I'm gonna fucking be upset you know like I had these like different a little bit different mentality so we're training away and there was only a couple guys that trained like me so we sort of gravitated towards each other and then one day these two fucking dudes show up at our gym and you remember it's not a big town there's only 30,000 people in this town Right. And it's northern, like we're isolated, like five hour drive to the next city. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's Grand Prairie, Alberta, for those of you that don't know. And these two fucking guys roll up and I'm standing at the window. And, and like I said about the frost, the inside of the gym would be very humid because everyone's sweating and working hard and they got the heat cranked. And outside is like minus 30, like death, right. four feet of snow. The plow's just gone by. It's just fucking chaos. Right. And this little firefly pulls up, little Pontiac firefly. If you don't remember a firefly, it's like a three-cylinder car. Right. Right? And these two fucking big dudes, like 250 pounds each, get out of, the, out of this firefly. And they got work boots, giant baggy pants, huge <laughs> winter jackets, like the big, long three-quarter winter jackets that go down to your knee. Right. Big, huge, like army issue, like winter jackets. Tooks, they fucking get out big gym bags they're huge 
and they walk across, they come into the gym and I see them at the front and they sign up and I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? And I guess they were training at the other gym in town mm-hmm. and I just had never seen them before and they were just switching gyms for a change. Right. And they came over and joined our gym. And I remember they come in, they take their jackets off, they get all the Gators gym gear, right? Gators of course, gym. Of course. Gators, the Flexit gym pants, the big baggy genie pants that everyone had, the MC Hammer style. <laughs> fucking walk over, no talking. Throw their belts down at the squat rack. Immediately just start grabbing plates and stacking them by the rack. Bang. Bang, not even putting them on the bar yet, just taking plates. Yeah, these are ours. These are our plates, right? And they lined up five plates aside on the floor. You're thinking, what do they do with that? And I was <laughs> like, oh shit, are these guys going to squat five plates aside? Because I'd only seen a couple of like the older, like power lifter guys do singles with 500 to 600 pounds, right? Right. I'd seen guys squat heavy, you know, chalk on their back, everyone yelling. We'd already had that in the gym, but we hadn't had this. And these guys throw the bar up and they get under the bar and the one guy's got long blonde hair and a ponytail. So he kind of looks like a pro wrestler. Right. And the other guy's got long brown hair. Right. And so they kind of look like the Barbarian Brothers, like this Canadian version of the Barbarian (laughs) Brothers. He got work boots on. I guarantee you they knew who they were. Yeah. And they're fucking. And and yeah, they definitely knew who the Barbarian Brothers were. Right. These guys were like different and they were totally covered. Right. There's no showing anything. Yeah. And they, they start squatting one plate, two plate, three plate, four plate, five plate. The knee wraps go on, five plates goes on. They squat right. five plates for sets. And I'm just like, who the fuck are these two monsters, right? <laughs> and then they show up at the gym, you know, the very next day. And they go to the bench, and it's the same thing. Throw the belt down, start stacking plates, right? And I'm like, these guys run the gym. They've been here for, this is their second workout here, and they run the gym. This is, this, their is, their, this is their gym. They just came and took the gym. Like these are the kings of the gym. That's what I thought. That's how I viewed them. <laughs> and um, you know, of course, me being me, I'm fucking right in there. Of course. <laughs> hey, where are you guys from? What's going on? You guys fucking train hard. What's going on? Hey, I like the Gators gym shirt, you know. And uh, next thing you know, the, the the one guy, the one guy actually lived out of town, so he was only in town like occasionally to train with that other dude but the guy with the brown hair was there all the time right and he eventually comes over to me one day and he's like hey uh you want to squat with me on monday and i was like yes i do let's do <laughs> anyways I remember, so their names the the blonde guy his name was kevin jones right he wound up becoming a school teacher of course and i i don't know where, where he is or what he's doing but he's a great guy and then the other guy's name is Eric LaRue, and he's still a good friend of mine. I still talk to him. He still trains. And hopefully he and, hears this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be funny if Eric heard this story. But but I just remember, like, at the time, like, those were the two guys that, like, changed the gym. Because, like, they brought, like, that Gators gym, wear the hoodie. Like, you know, like, that, that's, that's the like, guys. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, that was, like, the style at that point. Like, the early 90s, everything went to that. It wasn't about tank tops and stuff. It was about fucking hoodies and you know, training with work boots on and like that whole thing, you know? I love that though, man. Like, it's funny because I wear sleeveless and stuff because of Instagram. I would like, yeah, to, like, yeah. I like to train. I mean, because I always did with JJ when I first started and it's comfortable. I like to be warm in the gym. I would train in long pants and long sleeve shirt and a hat every day. Like, so you want to know why I wear sleeveless shirts now when I train? 
Why is that? Because God damn it. I trained a long time. I didn't show anything off ever. You spent, and now, you spent your entire career covered. <laughs> spent my entire fucking career covered in the gym, basically. And now I'm old and retired, and I'm in good shape. So fuck it. I'm wearing some sleeveless shirts. I like it. I, I used to never do. show my arms because I was like, oh, my arms aren't big enough. I got to get bigger arms. You know, my triceps are kind of flat, and this, my biceps aren't really huge. I got to cover my arms. I cover my arms all my whole life. And now I'm like, fuck, I'm retired. Who gives a shit? I'm, I'm, I'm lean. <laughs> Let's go. I'm lean and it's hot in here. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I freaking love that. That was a, that was a that, see. I like when you when you have like a real story like that because I'm like I could see that happening. I remember being in the gym and knowing who the guy was. And I've actually been to gyms now. Uh, I won't say the gym, but I had told someone uh, there was a lot of a lot of bodybuilders in this particular gym, but they're all kind of dickheads. And I was like, well, yeah, because they don't have the guy. Every gym needs the guy. And that's right. handled. So when you have a bunch of, like, <laughs> middle <handled>. guys, <laughs> like, that all they, they want to be that person, but they're not, it's a problem. Right. And then, you know, Kevin Lavroni walks, and you're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> it's his. Yeah. This is your and, gym. And, here, and here's, here's a note and it's to their all. their gym because they never care about it being their gym. <laughs> here's a, a note for everyone out there who maybe wants to be the guy, right? All you people out there that want to be the biggest guy in the gym or the best bodybuilder at the gym, here's a, a bit of advice for you. Set a fucking example. Put your weights away. Clean your shit. Be respectful. Don't hog shit. Don't stand in people's way. Don't, like, you know what I mean? Don't be an asshole. Because <laughs> that's another part about being the guy at the gym is you you don't realize like that stuff will make people just dismiss you. Oh, for sure. And, uh, on, and on the reverse, when you do it correctly, it's the reason that where I am and I'm lucky, but that I have free membership at every. Yeah, you can train where you want in town because they know nothing bad comes if I'm there and some yeah. good shit because I also, you know. Lance tell you, he, he, he's giving me the nod at muscle badger, but I'll stop people from leaving and be like, hey, you, uh, you finished that leg press? Like, yeah, I'm going to take your shit off. You know, help help <laughs> out. If you want to be treated like the guy at the gym, then help out the gym. Be a good yeah. example. You know? But yeah, man, as a, those, were, those were the days. I vividly remember those days. You know, I that fucking classic. gym was cold, man. That gym, like, it would be minus 30 outside. People open the front door to come in. There's no two doors. It was just like, the door just opens, the just come. and this like cloud of ice crystals will just spill across the floor of the gym, and like this, like it's steam, and like it's just crazy every time someone there's, came in. There's Ron and his stringer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's when you know you're a true Canadian. I'd have been in those seven jackets, freezing. Right. All right, so I got a good one, and, and I'm I'm giving this right to you because I know it's gonna be fantastic. Um, where did it go? Where did it go? I want to say, I want to say it the way she said it. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay. Most adventurous thing you've done on a date, Ron? Preferably legal. Oh, I just had a facial and my teeth whitened. <laughs> you you gotta be careful when you say first date you had a face. Like I want you to. Right, just... right. <laughs> True. True. Pause on what you say. <laughs> Think about how I will twist it. It was, it, and it then was for comedy. It. <laughs> it was for comedy. 
Most adventurous thing I've ever done on a date. Damn. I mean, well. I said mean, <laughs> keep it legal. <laughs> and we're not having porn stars next week, so. <laughs> does, does, does butt sex count? No, it, it absolutely doesn't count because everyone does that. <laughs> <laughs> on a first date, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shinsen, well, I mean, no, well, first date. Dusty, we're good. come on. Yeah, let's be honest date. here. Good. We're not going mean, to slicking back anyone's hair here, Ron. We're I good. Mean, yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, Dusty, the things you say that other people don't catch. Oh goodness, vivid visual. I'm just throwing your brain. He's like, where am I? Oh yes, and that's another story <laughs> for a different time. <laughs> for a different time. Okay. Um, geez, I don't know. T- to me, it's pretty adventurous to go to a restaurant I've never been to. <laughs> I mean, I didn't we're going to order. It was we're wild. rolling the dice. Like I had to look at the menu. It was like we were out on a limb. Um, yeah, no, I, I like I said, if butt sex doesn't count, I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> I don't even want to play this game. Oh God. Okay, so maybe maybe, maybe agreeing to go to a movie without knowing what movie it is. <laughs> <laughs> what's sad is you're painting again, a picture of both of us right now <laughs> yeah we have control issues yeah this is not good what, what if it's a shitty movie yeah what if she tries to talk to you during the movie this is gonna be i can't imagine i actually can't imagine as a bodybuilder i can't imagine someone saying hey i'm gonna take you on a date but i'm not telling you where we're going or what we're doing but you have to agree to it it'd be like uh fuck sure <laughs> this isn't gonna I, I think this relationship is over how many meals am i gonna need I'm at least going to need a timeline for sure. And will there be a microwave or should yeah, I? We need timeline. We need microwave availability. <laughs> we need, yes, there's a, is, is there's a issue breaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there so, going to be a temperature change, a large temperature differential? Do I need a, a, a hoodie or a jacket? See, I ask those important questions. You're like, do I have to wear my nice track pants or can I just wear my normal ones? Right. My dress jeans or just my regular jeans? There will never be jeans. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going there. No. Okay. So the, what about you? Maybe I'll recall something. So this is adventurous. Uh, this was a first date. No, it was just a date. Just a date. Oh, I, I was thinking first date for some reason. I don't know why. I that's, that's I probably why. said that. I probably said that. Oh, okay. That's why I was so stumped. Jeez. I mean, I've done stuff, Dusty. You're all easy. No, this is this is any date. So my adventurous which this is not going to go anywhere near where anywhere to think, but um, which I may have told the story, so I'm going to make it quick. Uh, I got a knee surgery, uh, just a scope. And then uh, the next day when I got home, a couple girls from school called me. They're like, oh, hey, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. And they were like, hey, what did the doc say as far as your recovery? And I said, well, they said I could do what I wanted, just kind of go on how I felt. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, Zariah and I are going to go uh, take a hike up the mountain, do you want to come? And I'm like, <laughs> doing one? Fucking right, I want to come. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we hike up this mountain, and when we get to the top, we stop to eat. I made sure there were snacks. And uh, next thing I know, my knee starts swelling like a baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then blood starts coming out of the stitches, right? And so I was like, oh, shit, this isn't good. So we finished the sandwiches. They were good, foot long. Um, and uh, I, they were now they're panicking a little bit. I'm like, that's fine. The guy told me I could do whatever. 
you know. Yeah, I'll just get home and rest it. I'm just going to need to get down this mountain. My leg won't bend now. So now I'm like hobbling down the mountain. I get down to the car and I call the doc. I'm like, hey, doc, there's something wrong with my knee. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, it's swelled up and it's bleeding like through the bandage and down my leg. And he was like, holy shit, what would you do? And I said, what? Nothing. I was like, I, I went for a hike. And he's like, what? And I said, I went, for, I went for a hike. He goes, what do you mean you went for a hike? I said, these girls called and asked me if I want to go for a hike. And you said I could just go based on pain. It didn't hurt that bad. He goes, fuck, get down here. You, why would you go on a goddamn hike? That's hilarious. <laughs> the time I got down, he was so pissed. He was so pissed. I'm like, you should guide someone like me better than do what you want. Yeah, there should be stickers. So there, there. I, I, I'm, I'm estimating that there was a point in your childhood when you could have been identified as one of those kids. For sure. And you should have had a sticker put on your head or something. The helmet that I was wearing all the time. Right, right. Just (laughs) do not tell this guy to use his own judgment. Yeah, like do what you like. Okay. (laughs) This this child does not play well by his own rules. Well, that's some sort of. Because I was, I had moved out, so I lived on my own. Yeah. Um. So they're yeah, just telling yeah. to me. There's no adults to talk to. It was just me. <laughs> Same thing that happens now. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that uh, was that was. I call that adventurous though, because number one, I hate hiking. I was just asked to hike today, and I said, "Fuck no." And uh, don't do that to yourself. Jeez. No. So is there gonna be a motorized vehicle? You're up, dude. I'm up. And you okay. had some good ones. So I need, I need some greatness here. Oh God, I have a great next. This oh, fantastic. do you? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to decide. Um, this guy says, before bodybuilding, I got a lot of my body tattooed. Am I wasting my time thinking about competing? No, especially now. Uh, LSR, is he in Canada? I don't know. Uh, LSR Canada specifically, but everywhere. Liquid They're tattoos. Yeah. Their tattoo cover-up is ridiculous. A lot of people ask that about my tattoos because they're like, oh, so you're done now? I'm like, no. Their cover-up, I, they have one on the on their website of a guy hitting a rear double, and then they did it, and he did it again. That's, Number I one, think, uh, that... different physique. Like, it, it's like, because now you see why tattoos are a problem because you don't see shit. Then they put it on, and the depth and everything is there. The coloring is phenomenal. Yeah. I only use liquid sunrays ever they've never sponsored me or anything their color is unreal and that tattoo cover-up now that i've seen it on multiple people i've seen tattoo cover-up but you can blatantly see it. like there's a tattoo under that or the, the color is wrong so it still doesn't help them yeah there's i've a- had a few clients just have amazing work done in the last few years yeah well you got uh, what that you just tagged me does he have his whole leg done yeah yeah morgan that pump on Instagram, he's got his whole leg done, but in his stage shots, you can't even tell which leg he has covered. Yeah, I mean, because I remember that. I remember when he competed a couple of years ago with you or a year ago, whatever it was. And the whole time I was like, oh, this would be interesting. And then I saw the stage shots, I was like, holy shit. And his legs are ridiculous, which is yeah, great. Yeah, he's got big quads. That was actually that was actually 2016 he did that show. So give or take five years ago when I yeah, said maybe. crazy. Cool. Yeah, he was like 183, and right now, today, he's 250. <laughs> he's not a fat 250, for no. anyone wondering. Yeah, that's... No, no, uh, it's coming. But yeah, no, his... Uh, that was a... Him and that back are the two reasons I don't even blink. Are you frozen? No, you blinked. 
No, I'm not frozen. I just don't move. I'm, I'm, I'm preserving energy. That was impressive. I was literally like, oh, shit. Um, what are your predictions between Blessing and Nick Walker? Okay. I'm going to tell you my prediction, but I have to first say I don't know Blessing at all. Right. Um, but knowing Nick, I have a very hard time betting against him. And the reason is Nick is a bodybuilder. Like nothing else matters. Not like literally not like he is what you should be to be a champion bodybuilder. Um, it's funny, but uh, I think I've, I've met people, hell, someone like myself, where if they were going all in like Nick was, I'd be like, ah, you need you need to figure out how you're going to survive life. You know what I mean? Right. Nick is all in all the time. And I, if someone said to me, well, shouldn't he be balancing himself out? I go, no, no, he shouldn't. He should Get go all in and fucking do this. And yeah, so I, I would, I'm going with Nick. And again, it's, that's not even physique. I just think that he's some, there's nothing that you could ask Nick to do. He won't do to win. Right. Yeah. I don't know blessing at all either. I, he's a huge guy. Holy shit. Yeah. Like he's humongous. It's going to be great to see them show down, I guess. Um, you know what? The funny thing is, is I don't even know why they have a thing. I think they're smart. I think they did it themselves. Oh, so you just think it's just them like, Hey, let's just do. Okay. Well, well, well that makes yeah, and sense. I don't even, I don't even know if it's best of buds or not, but I think that they created it one way or another. And I think it's genius because now it's or, the talk of the show. Or it somehow started and they both just let it go. They're like, fuck yeah. it, let's roll. Uh, but here's what's funny. I I don't – how about this? I'm saying my decision between those two, and I don't think either one of them is going to win the New York Pro, and I don't know who's doing it. Right. Okay. You said I you had a good that, question next. Yeah, well, it's great to me because it's a, this tells me who people are. Are you ready? you got to listen carefully. you got three choices. Tacos and margaritas, beer and cheeseburgers, Whiskey and steak. That's a good question. Whiskey and steak. Fucking so easy. I know. <laughs> Whiskey and steak. So here's my reasoning. Love it. Okay. I assume the whole idea is to have a good meal and get drunk. Valid. Right? Yes. That sounds like the point of the question. So tacos and margaritas. I'm not really a huge taco fan. So I'd rather eat something else. The beer and cheeseburgers, love the cheeseburgers. I don't know if I could get drunk on beer. I'd have like two beers and I'd be so bloated and burpy. Right. And I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, I gotta go smoke some weed and lay down. (laughs) (laughs) We're not getting there. Because I had, I actually had a beer the other night. I had one beer the other night. It was very, it tasted really good. It was a Pilsner. It was some Belgian beer my friend gave me. And I, I drank it real slow. I didn't quite finish it. You know, I drank slow enough that it kind of got warm. Um, it was tasty. I like the taste of an interesting beer. But, man, I like, like, yeah, it really blew me. Yep. And then whiskey. I'm not like a whiskey drinker. But if the point to drink is to get drunk, then pour me some straight booze and let me shoot it. Like, right. let's be effective here. Like, <laughs> why do three sets if you could do one right let's fucking go just go to failure on the first round pour a triple let's just fucking bam rest pause set boom 
right? I mean, that's that's how that's how I think. I'm like, let's you know, just do it. Bring me a triple whiskey and a 12 ounce fillet with a pile of fries next to it, and we could have. And I'll hit the drink first, so it's in my system, and then I'm thoroughly entertaining for about the next two hours, and we can just enjoy our food. (laughs) See, and and I like your I like your thought process with that because. I did the same thing in reverse. I was like, well, I want steak. So what do I have to have? (laughs) Okay. Because steak decided everything. And just like you, I'm like, I can do that. Um, But it's funny because that is how I approach alcohol. I don't, other than wine, I don't enjoy drinking. Yeah, Yeah, I don't give a shit. And and even from like wine is literally typically with some nice meal. Um, I've gotten into like experiencing it. But if I'm drinking, it's a goal. Like the last time I, this is crazy, but the last time I drank, which is now years ago, was at a friend's wedding. I was the best man. He was obviously the groom. And uh, I went up before it started to the bar. And I'm like, hey, I, I need uh, just a couple tequilas. And the guy gave me like a shot in normal glasses. I was like, bro, this one's for the groom. And I don't think this is a great decision. And he goes, oh, <laughs> so he pours about four shots in it. And he goes, and you and I go, and I'm letting him do it. So he poured about five shots of mine. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Walked away. Oh. I was standing there like Mortal Kombat, the finish him moment. Right. While we were standing, I'm like, please don't fall. Please don't fall. <laughs> yes. It, it, that, that was a good question. I like that. People can hit yeah. us with more of those. Yeah, I'm a fan of those ones, too, because I like how you worked it backwards. You have another one, or should I just hit you with one that I'm already looking at? Yeah, hit me with one you're looking at. I got one for you. Why do people say that energy energy drinks are bad for the body? Is it just the caffeine? No, it's, uh, well, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a bunch of other stuff in there, too. Like, I mean, fuck, I haven't read the label on an energy drink because I don't drink them. But, I mean what's in there it's a huge dose of caffeine probably higher than recommended most of them are at least 300 megs per can aren't they yeah i don't i don't drink real ones either i drink the bullshit red bulls the sugar freeze yeah yeah so how much is in a red bull 150 and then some people hate taurine so i know they bitch about the fact they put taurine in there i'm actually looking to make sure i'm accurate keep talking i don't know yeah no, you know what's Oh, I lied. It's even less. 80. Oh, fuck. Like, that's right. You know why I drink these? Because when People I used to bitch and complain too much. We drank these all the time. And so now the flavor is, like, reminding me of that. It, like, it's funny because I had a friend go, those taste like shit. I'm like, yeah, I know. They just remind me of it. And it's it's nothing. I take these because in the morning, uh, I have headaches if I don't have a little caffeine because I have an addiction, obviously. Yeah. One of these, make sure I don't get a headache. Right. That's it. You know what? I was going to – it's funny that that was your answer. Um because here's my thing. If you're hydrating, doing anything else, right, people can shut their fucking mouths. Yeah. Like, everyone has advice for everything. Do I drink energy drinks? No. Why? I don't like them. Energy drinks are bad for you. I'm 45. I drank, I drank 100,000 cans of Diet Coke. <laughs> exactly. That's, it's the same way I look at a lot of things. And, I, and don't get me wrong. I don't downgrade. Like, I do believe in thinking about your health and things. But sometimes people are ridiculous. Like, you really think that Splenda is a good idea? I'm like, do you know what I do for a living? Yeah. 
think Splenda is going to be what takes me out. That's going to be the thing. Well, (laughs) my thing is, yeah, I man, I'm like, well, listen, I also spent a large portion of my life, you know, force feeding bags of Burger King down my throat to hit 300 pounds. So I don't think the Splenda is going to be the deal breaker. Do you remember um, remember that movie, The, The Green Mile, where when he touched them, he could see all their sins and all the craziness? Like sometimes I wish I could do that. So when people are like, "Do you think that's a good idea?" Like, Let me show you something. <laughs> Just give him my hand. I think we're give him a view time. into the rest yeah, of your life, the and they're like, "Oh, the Splenda's insignificant." <laughs> yeah. Have five. I'm like, "Thank you. Let's move the fuck along, shall we?" Yes. yes. I take hikes the day after knee surgery. Do you think this? People is don't what- realize how much diet pop we drank in the '90s. Oh God. '90s bodybuilders. '90s bodybuilders just there's there so many- a can oh. in our hand. Like the whole fucking time. I saw that a meme that said, uh, there's no greater addiction than someone who loves Diet Coke. And I'm like, yep. I remember I used to wake up at a fridge in my room. I would pop one before I brush my teeth. So another funny thing is, you know how Donald Trump drank a lot of Diet Coke, right? Yeah. So I just watched an interview with a guy that got to interview him. Mm -hmm. And he was just talking about how he interviewed him three times in the Oval Office. And he spent like several hours just in his presence, just observing him and watching him and just interviewing him. And he's like, yeah, he drank a lot of Diet Cokes, like, like all the time. As soon as we were done doing anything, he'd be like, give me a Diet Coke, give me a Diet Coke. Right. This is kind of funny. He's like, I never saw anybody drink so many Diet Cokes. And this made me laugh. <laughs> we got time for one more? I got one. Right, I don't know if we can answer this one or not. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Who's the biggest male slut in pro bodybuilding, past or present? I saw you crack a smile there. <laughs> well, I had like seven names pop up. <laughs> so the top five at the 95 <laughs> Olympia is through your head or top whatever. Yeah, you're trying to be, you're like, I don't know. All right. Now, now safely, you're right. I'm, I'm not touching this. Um, yeah. But be, but but I have to say um, it, it's a it would be a battle for sure. I think I think rather than break it down to that way, what I would like to do is have each of the ones that I that are my favorites share the craziest story. Because well, I'm just going out some- on a limb. I'm just going out on a limb, and I'm just gonna throw it out there that Cormier and the, the California boys from the mid '90s probably had a lot of fun. Yeah, they, were, they had some good times for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. You know what's How crazy? did you get a four thousand dollar room service charge on your room, Chris? Yeah, Put people up. <laughs> That's back when they before they checked and they just paid all that shit. Oh, like, some great stories on. about that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We're just going to file that all under uh, athletes and walk forward. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a day on that. Yes. Okay. So you're not throwing anybody under the bus? I can't. I can't. I mean, you know, and you've been a child of God since I've known you, so we're good to go. I have been. I've behaved myself. True story, Emma. Okay. <clears throat> you, you, it's your turn, right? Yes. I, I, I do believe. I have one or two more decent ones here. Let's get one more, friend. Let's see here. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, this one's for you, Ron. <laughs> this is not a bothering question. He always feels lonely, and he has no friends or girlfriends. Any help? <laughs> Join the gym? Yeah, I'm like, this is on you. It's well above my pay grade. 
I don't really like a lot of friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he, to give actual, like, he's saying he's got no friends and he's lonely and he doesn't know what to do. That's basically the question? That's the question. Any help? Well, I'm, if he hasn't joined a gym, join a gym for yeah. physical and mental well-being, as well as starting the process of taking care of yourself. Because nobody wants to be around somebody who doesn't take care of themselves. True. And that is like, well, yeah, there's that physical stuff, but also just like take care of yourself. Do it for yourself. You know, no one wants to spend any time around someone who who is letting themselves go. And that's not just physically, but, you know, mentally letting themselves go, you know, developing bad habits and being lazy and all that shit. So I would say join a gym, get a hold of yourself. You got to clean yourself up and. I mean, did you see that vicious, vicious takedown video that went around to that dude that was giving advice? And the one guy was like, I can't get women. And he was like, listen here. Is that that really angry black guy? Uh-uh. Did you see that video? No. And he's like, he's like, how tall are you? And the guy's like 5'10". He's like, what do you weigh? And the guy goes 285. He goes, so you're a fat fuck. <laughs> and the guy goes, whoa, yeah, I'm a bit heavy. And he goes, you got a big dick? And the guy goes... Oh, what? He goes, oh, come on. He goes, come on. You know if you got a big dick or not. And the guy's like, oh, well, I think I'm above average. He's like, okay, so you don't have a big dick. <laughs> He's like, how much money do you make? And the guy goes, oh, I make like 800 bucks every two weeks. Oh, shit. And he goes, oh, so you make like less than, like you make like 20 grand a year or whatever the fuck he did. He's like, so you make 20 grand a year. You don't have a big dick. You're a fat fuck. And he goes, you're 5'10", which is good, but that cancels out the rest of it. And he's like, can you wonder why you can't get w- women to pick you? And he's like, you have to get a hold of yourself. You, like, what are you doing? You're, you can't be, you know, I don't know how old he was, but whatever age he was with making this much and expecting. He's Because the guy was like talking as if women were being mean to him. And he's like, you don't understand how it works. Did, did you see that, that study about the 80-20 rule? No, but I've lived it. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so, so the the funny thing is, is the top twenty percent of females, mm-hmm. sorry, the top eighty percent of females, right, are competing for the top twenty percent of men, which means the bottom eighty percent of men are stuck with the bottom twenty percent of the women, right? Because women are far more selective than men. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> yeah. Some people refuse to believe that. They're like, oh, no, no, we're equally selective. No, no, no. They say this. there's there's lots of, of research now that says that when a woman meets you, she looks for reasons to fuck you. So the default position is not fuck you. Right. She looks for reasons to fuck you. Whereas when, the, when a guy meets a girl, his default position is fucking her. And he looks for reasons not to fuck. Her. <laughs> he has to find a reason not to, because if not, he's in. This is, this is all not even comedy to these researchers that have looked at all this. And so it's really fascinating. Is that it's real. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another thing, they, yeah, there's all sorts of crazy numbers now that we're seeing from how people are selective and how women actually have all of the selection choice. Women make all the real decisions when it comes to selection. How so, does someone not know that? I have a, you'll love this. I have a I have a gay client I used to train, and uh, <clears throat> it was funny because he never told me, but I knew. 
And he was just a cool guy, right? So finally one day we're in the gym. I've been training for like six months. I'm like, hey, Dan. He's like, yeah. I'm like, did you fuck that guy? And he froze. He's like, what? And I'm like, I'm just asking, would you? He goes, how'd you know? I'm like, Dan, I don't give a shit. I was like, I just needed to break the ice in the most rough way possible because that's how I function. And he was like, all right. So down the line, we're talking one day and he goes, you guys got it all wrong. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you know what stops sex in a relationship? I said, what's that? He goes, a woman. That's what ends sex. He goes, we don't have that. So it's not in the way. <laughs> he goes, so it's every single time. That's <laughs> I funny. was like, the logic was so clear. I'm like, Dan, this is why you're my boy. We don't have the barrier. <laughs> we don't have the person of logic that's selective and cares. Yeah. He goes, we're just all right there. It's good. That's I funny. That's it funny. was such an accurate statement. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it is. So it, 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 it's, uh, it's interesting to see that. There's also new numbers now that are kind of frightening about young people and sex. Mm-hmm. They're saying that uh, 20% of the, of the women are having all the sex. And, oh, sorry, no, they said, was it's only 20% of men are having all the sex with 80% of the women. That's what it is. So the 80-20 rule has been very, very consistent back and forth. So there's a lot of men right now. There's the highest number of young men ever that are not having any sex at all. So there's a huge number of men that are just pushed out of the sex market completely right now. And only very few top number of men are having sex with all the girls. Well, that's not frightening at all for the right list. Right. It's, but it's interesting, right? <laughs> and they said it's, it's these social media apps that the next generation is using, the selection process, it, that, that there's a handful of guys that are getting all the sex from all the girls and everyone else is like just left out because when they do the whole, you know, social media, it's not about meeting you. Yeah. Right? That you, like before they can, before you get a chance to meet them and charm them, you're already yeah. out of the game. If, if that's, if you know, because in the old decided. days, in our day, Dusty, as long as you were funny. Yeah, which is why I'm funny online. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to be really funny online to get through that barrier, right? It's got to go further. It's got to go further. Comedy's got to pour the through. filters can't even fix me, so. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, bud. Is that it for today's episode? That's it, man. It was solid. We, we had some good stuff when Ron came on, or when, uh, when Dom came on, and once he left, it went south from there. It was perfect. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. I would have quit as soon as we left as well. Okay, everybody. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the little bell. We appreciate uh, everything you guys do for us to help push the show along. You know, repost, all that sort of shit. Um, Dusty, you got to give us quickly, really quickly before we go. He, he mentioned, I, I knew you hurt your chest, but you had a little tear in there. Is that what you had? Because I knew you yeah. had that shot in there. Yep. So, yeah, we, we did uh, prolotherapy in there. Um, I was told to just leave it alone for, uh, about a week and a half and now I'm just inching it back in. So Jason, my PT has got me doing 30% next week, right? Okay. The next and just working away up, but it's, what, what, it's fine. What? It was, it was, ne- it, was, it was actually in the muscle. Um, so it's a tear in the muscle. Yeah. So it was never tendon. Tendons are all good there. Same with the knee. Everything was solid. It was just one of those things where every time I go to the gym, I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. And I'd start pushing and I'd feel it again, and I'm like, okay, I'm nervous. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and your immediate thought with pack is tendon, especially over here. It was a little low, but I wanted to make sure. So that's going to speed up the process. And uh, 
it, it's good. The only thing that sucks is I don't really like training chest, and all of a sudden I'm like, man, it'd be nice to right. throw some weight around all of a sudden. No, so. you mean, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's how, that's that's that was hamstring tear was healed within a month. I was like, like a, you know, back on the bike and doing stiff legs with lightweight again. And okay, thanks, man. No doubt. See you Good soon. Show. Thanks, everybody. Remember, it's just bodybuilding.